0: And today our guest is George Salas. And a little bit about George, within such a short relatively within a relatively short period, George and his team successfully executed more than 80 real estate transactions that included fix and flips, wholesale deals, owner finance and subject to wraps. And simultaneously, he used his hybrid investment strategy to acquire, design and launch what is now more a more than 50 short-term rental property portfolio that generates more than $150,000 per month in rental income. And he understands how to quickly create cash flow in real estate. So how are you doing, George?
1: Eileen, I am wonderful. It's a great day to be alive right here in Houston. So how are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you so much. I love that. And I I love that response.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we are blessed here. So I'm excited to be here with you. So thank you so much for the invite.
0: Thank you so much as well, George. Um, So if we want to get started by sharing a little bit more about your background and how you got started, that would be Perfect.
1: Absolutely, I'll tell you a two-minute story about me. If that's cool, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Sounds great. Awesome. My name is George Salas, and I'm a real estate and short-term rental strategist. Um, I actually started in this business about three years ago, and just a few months. But my true journey started when I was six. I lived in Peru in an Adobe house. Actually, I lived in Lima, and then we moved to a small little town. My parents were getting out the force. And then I lived for nine years in an Adobe house, right? And then my my dad came back into my life. And that's how we moved here. So I moved here in 2000 without knowing any English and kind of went to school here and everything. And I became a promoter, a nightclub promoter. For, I did it for 10 years. And then here is is the producer and, and the guy that pretty much does everything for the events and nightclubs. So I've done like about 70, 80 nightclubs, right? So i promoted, marketed, and then have contracts with seventy, eighty, and I've done events, one-off events of up to 3,000 people. So when I was in 2016, we opened up a nightclub ourselves. So it was towards the end of my career and, and, and I guess in a nightlife event promotion, right? And I was sitting in, in this room with our partners. And in like a year after that, after we opened up, we had to let it go because I partnered with the wrong guy and it was completely my fault because I, sh- I didn't do enough research. So I ended up losing about 400 grand. We we built it from the ground up on a lease. I didn't know anything about real estate and I can't believe we We just went and this, all this happened, right? And then I get a phone call after we shut down, right? I'm sitting in, in, in the living room of my my apartment at the time and I'm just feeling terribly, terrible about you know losing everything I had. Um, I'm also, you know, just, yeah, I don't know what to do. I'm just desperate. And, you know, I'm like crying and I'm just don't know what to do with my life. Right. And and I got a phone call from my buddy, Brett Franklin here, and he showed me his flip and a bunch of us. And and we spent about three, four hours at his flip. I didn't know anything about real estate and I was just depressed. Okay. So from then I realized that I couldn't stay down and, and I really had to Change my mindset and, and be able to really get up and figure out what I wanted to do. So, that one three hour session, a three hour visit pretty much brought all the inspiration to me to start real estate. And that's, I said, I'm better than this, right? I got, I have to get this, I have to take care of this. And, and then from there, I just went to seminars, books. I relentlessly became driven just to focus on real estate. So, I started wholesaling, I started flipping. So, my first four or five deals were flips, right? And, and I partnered with guys and I got a private lender here and a private lender there. And I was able to generate pretty good money. And I mean, I lost it a couple of these, but I, my first deal I made $46,000, right? And then my fourth and fifth, I lost a little bit of money. But the point was, I went with nothing and from nothing to being able to execute a deal three, four months later. And then I found out about wholesaling in the middle of that year. This is just three years ago. And then I did $98,000 in wholesale fees, in six months, then I was like, "Oh my god! Like this is a lot of work." Okay, so much grind driving around, and doing the whole nine yards. Right? Now. I wasn't doing any any online advertising, so I took that cash and I started twenty rental arbitrage at about five thousand dollars. That's when you rent a property or an apartment. You know, I started with apartments. Now we do a lot of houses, and then you post it. You Put it on Airbnb and BRBO, VRBO, and these short term platforms so that you can, you know, sublease it. And my first year, we did 100, my first six months, four months, because I did it in August, we did like 120,000. So I made all my money back, minus expenses, of course, from that investment. And then the next year, we did 350,000. And then 2020, even with bad, you know, as bad as it was, we did like 380,000. And this year, we're going to do like 1.8, right? 1.7. So from there till now, I essentially went and I started a business. I scaled really quickly. And it was chaos the first year. It was just even more chaos here, number two. And, you know, then right in the pandemic was kind of a down for me too. And, and from the pandemic till now, we've gone from 50000 a month, you know, where that's really good income. But with the amount of apartments we had and all the risk and the leases we had, It wasn't really that profitable. So now doing 150, we literally just 15 more units, right? And all because of the way that we transitioned and pivoted our business. So we went into the mid-sized residential houses, right? And and that's how the whole story came around. And today we're, you know, we're here. I've got an amazing crew and I've got friends like yourself. So I'm honored to be here. So thank you so much.
0: Awesome. I love that story because, you know, you said you basically lost everything. And instead of having to dwell on your, whatever mistakes had happened, you know, you took that as a lessons learned and you didn't let it hold you down, but instead you found different ways to kind of build up everything and look at where you are today.
1: Exactly, yeah. And some people dwell on everything that they lose or don't have. Instead of focusing on what they currently have built up in the last year or two years or all the progress they made, and how to create that future that everybody dreams of, right? So that was a big key turning point in my life, and I'm sure it is in, in everyone's lives. So when you fell at something, and you get up harder than you fell.
0: So when you first heard, when you got that phone call, and then you were listening about fix and flips, what was it about the model itself that drew you to it? And when did the light bulb kind of click for you just saying like, this is my way out. This is what I'm going to be passionate about. I'm going to put everything into this? Well,
1: I was desperate. Okay, Eileen. I didn't know what I was going to do. And I, I always knew that I was meant for something bigger. Okay. I went into that room, into that house, knowing that I was going to be better. And then and then I got inspired. It was more like, I can do this, right? This guy went and said, you know, he, he's a direct guy. He's like, you guys can freaking do this, you know, and you can do this. This is how you do it, right? But I have my first deal at forty five dollars one deal, right? Not given that we lost on a couple of the other ones, but the point is, you have to make a decision and you have to take action, and you don't have to know the end result, or the outcome. You just have to grow and really focus on driving that train or driving that car, even without really a you know a destination. But you're going to figure out how to get to that and goal as you grow, you know, you create the GPS step by step, you don't have to know everything.
0: And so when you decided that you were going to go into fix and flip prior to that, you said you had lost everything. So how were you able to get into that first deal in terms of like financing? And then how did you know what to do? Did you have partners to help you with? Can you share a little bit about that story?
1: Absolutely. I am a resourceful guy. And I think that that's one of my best features. So I, I was able to acquire joint venture partners, someone that would put up the cash because I had not even $5,000 in my bank account. I don't know, maybe a thousand, right? <laughs> it was that bad. And I just went out and used my resources. I had been in, in, the, in this industry of service and hospitality for 10 years. And I said, I'm just going to call everybody I know and tell them I'm in real estate now. That's what I did. Right. I was still I had to go back to promoting and I would see these guys. I'm like, I'm going into real estate. I'm going to real estate. What are you doing? Hey, let's link up. So a lot of my old friends like Joe and Ray, you know, these guys I work with in the nightlife. I was able to meet with them right now and then figure out a plan. And that's how we start flipping. Right. And we got another guy that was a friend of the other guy that put the money up. And then we got I got a private lender to come in. And then I got someone else to help me with the down payment of that. So I put zero dollars in our first flip. It made 46000 It's the trick is their resourcefulness. Right? You have to be believe it first of all, and go out there and get it.
0: And so, you know, for you, you mentioned something really great there earlier on, you know, you don't have to know the entire full story and you don't know how to get to the end destination, but like you just keep taking those actions consistently. And so at every point when you didn't know something in the next point in your process, how did you figure out what the next steps were?
1: You know, I, I'm a studying, very, uh, a motivated learner, right? And, um, And I'm an action taker. So there's a difference when you learn something from a book and when you get someone to guide you. I didn't have someone to guide me, but I did have the right partners, right? So we would talk with our partners and I would apply the skills I learned through the books, seminars, courses, and all of the above without the proper guidance. We did make a lot of mistakes, right? But every time I had a question, I would go back to my notes and I would go just sort of figure out be on the present in the present moment and and then figure out what I really knew about the subject and then just ask questions. What I didn't do is on on some of those flips, right? I didn't reach out and and have someone oversee the numbers I was coming up with. And my partners obviously didn't come up with the right numbers because we ended up losing, right? So lesson here is always know your numbers and always reach out for someone to help because you never know. And then since then, we've never Made those types of mistakes again.
0: <laughs> and so now you've built up and you've transitioned and you've been able to pivot from fix and flips to wholesaling. And then now you're in the short-term rentals. How are you able to make sure that your systems were in place and to be able to handle all the dealful that you're getting in to be able to scale to where you are today?
1: I love it. I love it. Thank you for that question. So first. I didn't have the systems in place to do the flipping, and fixing, and flipping. I was doing everything myself. I was the boots on the ground type of guy. That's how I know a lot of how to really do these rehabs and what does it take, how much money it takes. I did it all right and without systems. But once we started moving to wholesaling, I started looking. You know, my end goal was always to build this business. But this was just the beginning, right? The, the end goal was to make for me to live my purpose and make the impact I want to make. I had to touch more people's lives. And that's what, what I do right now. How I thought is it was with the end in mind, right? Started this business and I always knew that I would have people that I would be teaching this and guiding, you know, in the masses and groups and or in person or whatever, right? And I focused on having that at the end. I had no idea how I was going to get there and I made it. And I started building the systems only when I went into wholesaling. And then I was like wholesaling, for teachers is oversaturated and that's when I transitioned and plus I needed consistent and stable cash flow for me and my business. Wholesaling didn't give me that, especially when I was getting started and flipping obviously didn't give me that. So when I transitioned into short-term rentals, that's when I started building the processes, the systems, the step-by-steps. And it's been a three-year journey of building, right? We're still building every day because as we grow, we need new systems and processes. So yeah, does that answer your question?
0: We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about. Serving you, our listener, at a higher level, and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. Thank you. And for focusing on the short-term rentals today, how has the market changed in today's market versus like kind of how were you first started?
1: Okay. So the market has gone from being extremely competitive on the one bedrooms and two bedrooms to even 10 times more competitive then because most of the people that were doing bigger properties were actually... Most of the people who do bigger properties let them go. And a lot of them because the actual maintaining costs and operating costs a little bit higher. So you had a lot of drops. And then people that were doing smaller properties, they kept them. But what they didn't know is that since they didn't do the market research, this new market has lower demand for these smaller properties, even though there are still not as many hotels. Most of them are open nowadays, but you have a lot of competition, not as much demand. So these smaller properties are making 15 to 25% less, which is, you know, it's our margins. So it's harder to make money in Airbnb and short-term rentals with these smaller properties, you know, whether it's a one-bedroom condo or two-bedroom condo, whatever, because of the amount of competition and the lower demand. Now, everybody is loving the houses. People that travel, they want to go to a house. They now discover that the way to travel is not a hotel, but a house, right? If they're with a family... They go and there's backpack traveling that's extremely popular now and it's growing. And then families are traveling in two different groups, right? And there's two families, three families. And then these houses are providing the amenities that we look for in a property with the privacy that a hotel doesn't have. So there's privacy, and you can put everything in a house. So that's how most people nowadays they look for a house if they're traveling in, in, in bigger groups. So the trend is in the houses right now. And guess what? Because of the shortage of houses and the amount of no competition that there are for houses and in the HOAs that don't allow some HOAs, you're going to have less supply always. And you're all going, right now, the demand is higher and you're always going to have demand. So what that creates is creates a lot more demand and it creates rising prices. So that's how. We have some of our properties doing a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred dollars a night, where we you know we're five Xing, six Xing our mortgages or rights. So, yes, which is a little bit of a breakdown for you.
0: And so, for you guys, where's the best places that you guys market the properties and to advertise the short term rentals? And where have you seen the most traction?
1: The most traction is going to have Airbnb, but they also drive the prices down. So we prefer the bigger houses with the most amenities possible. And uh, we also use BRBO and Booking.com. And and then we also have a direct booking site that we're working on, uh, sort of reworking on. We had one, we dropped it. So now we're working on our second direct booking site. And we always, obviously the goal is to not have to depend on these platforms, right, ultimate goal. And some of our traffic will be coming from, different platforms, but they, they do help you. Airbnb is going to be your number one, though, always.
0: Got it. And so, you know, when you're advertising a rental property onto like an Airbnb or another booking site or platform, or even on your own hosting site, what are some of the key factors that differentiate you from other properties that when people are scrolling and looking to book a place, what are some of the, I guess, the, the differentiators between like choosing your property versus another property?
1: I love it. I love it. So... Our model, when it comes to staging, the signing, we're super focused on the vibrancy, the colors, the layout of each property. And it wasn't the, the way that we did it at first, right? And it is exactly the way we do it now. So our difference comes in that we have bigger properties that are nicer, but we pay less for them, right? We create this atmosphere of desirability to the guest and the client and they pay for what they they are actually looking for if something if, if they have a great product in their hands which is what we create we focus our money on the on the design on being able to to create amazing colors and and then just portraying these amenities and, and just a fully loaded property rather than just have empty property right so we really focus on the customer experience the guest experience and, and yeah, we our mission is to provide a five-star guest experience to all of our guests. So awesome. that's what makes us different.
0: Awesome. And in terms of pricing, would you be open to sharing a little bit about, you know, how do you stay competitive with pricing? And then how do you know how to rent out each property?
1: Absolutely. So we're actually, I would say 90% of our properties are going to be on the top 10%. So because we offer so much value up front, we don't have to stay competitive on the pricing, right? And competing for pricing, you have to be a warmer. You have to do it in quantity, right? You have to do a, like large sales. And we did that. We did compete for pricing. And that was my strategy before. Now I don't have to because of so much value delivered to each and every guest, right? So that's one. And then um, the other question is how do we figure out the, the income on these properties, we find the number one property. Like I personally find what is the most profitable property inside this area or this location or this city or this market. And then how do I make mine equal or better than that property? That's how I price. Obviously, we use tools. We use many tools to be able to price and do our research but we separate ourselves for delivering way more value than anybody else. So nobody complains about the price like they used to complain when we had these cheap apartments and we're competing for price. So now our clientele is night and day from what it was two years ago. And that's a big, big differentiator that has brought me from 10% 15% profit margins to 40 50 60 in some of our LLCs because we own our properties in different LLCs and we even have some of our rental arbitrage portfolios in different LLCs.
0: Got it. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. You're welcome. And how about in terms of vacancy, you know, especially during COVID, a lot of people weren't, you know, leaving the houses, they weren't really going vacationing how did you see the vacancy back in during COVID and how are you kind of seeing the change now? And are people more eager to come out and start traveling more because things are starting to open up?
1: Absolutely. So travel has spiked better than ever. There has never been a time where more properties were booked at the same time right now. You know, this, this is research. It's just data out there. Right. And I feel that the vacancy for homes is a good number would be, you know, let's play on, on, on terms of occupancy, right? Our sweet spot, our sweet spot for the type of properties we actually market, we strive for. Not our entire portfolio, because I've got several types of different. So as we transition, I used to have 40 properties, five houses and 35 apartments. Now I have 50 properties in 25 houses that are four or five bedrooms and up. Five to seven houses that are three bedrooms, and then some two-bedroom places, two bedroom apartments that we're still slowly just letting go, right? Just because of the, the the way that we're operating. We're we're seeing much bigger margins. So those apartments, you're gonna fight for, you know, anywhere between 80 and 90% occupancy, right? But you're gonna be driven down on prices and you're gonna make less you know our apartments make anywhere between five hundred and a thousand profit every month our houses make anywhere between three five even seven thousand i've got some properties doing fifteen grand each one you know a couple of houses these are three hundred three three hundred thousand dollar houses doing fourteen fifteen seventeen thousand we just broke one twenty thousand which is kind of unbelievable we're even like very very astonished of what the performance of these houses are and we're just delivering more value adding value every single day so Sweet spot for apartments, just to summarize, is 80-90% on the good times. COVID was terrible. COVID was 10, 5 to 10% at the beginning. At the end of the month, you ended up with maybe 50, just enough to pay your bills. That was on the apartment side. Now you're still there's there there are no games. There's no downtown festivals or events, right? So our downtown apartments are still like 70 to 80 percent. But now the houses, in comparison. They went from 60, 70% to 80, 90% during COVID. So, almost, some of them were 100. Obviously, 100 is very difficult because of the, uh, the actual you know, layout of the calendar or whatnot. But nothing happened with our houses aside from we doubled the money we were making, nothing negative. Okay, so our occupancy increased and it's been steadily, you know, in our sweet spot is anywhere between 60 and 80% on these houses.
0: Got it, so for you, George, what is next for you guys, and what are you looking to accomplish next in your business?
1: Well, we are growing our portfolio, but at the same time, we are helping hundreds of real estate investors, hundreds of post entrepreneurs you know start off their portfolio or grow their portfolio to whatever they want right and, and and to me, that's what's next, and that's what I'm pushing for that's what we're headed to and we're also doing, you know, events. We're teaching people now. We're doing one to many. You know, our first event is next month. So my focus right now is in events. And with these events, we get customers, clients, students that come in, and then we actually offer a partnership program inside our programs. Right. So that's how we're getting a lot of our portfolio, you know, uh, our increase in, print in portfolios. But we also you know, offer services locally here, you know, some of my friends, the investors call me up and they're like, Hey, we want to partner. We have this house, you know, can you guys work with me on the strategy? And then we throw it in my management company, right? We partner with uh, my, like my CPA is my partner, <laughs> right? My old friends from the nightlife are reaching out to me and we've developed a couple of partnerships. Everybody wants to do this business, Eileen. It is so profitable, but you have to understand how to make it profitable, right? You can't, just go and expect that every single type of property is going to be profitable. And there is a process to that.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all of that, George.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And so, George, if our listeners wanted to find out more about you and what you're doing in this space, because it sounds like you guys are doing amazing things here, where's the best place that they can go to find out more?
1: Absolutely. My personal website is GeorgeSalas360. Right, George Salas, S-A-L-A-S, the number three, six, and zero dot com. That's where you guys can find out everything about what we're doing. And then the other place where we really draw value, where you guys will find free trainings, how our model works. It's our Facebook group, and that's the New Real Estate Investor dot com. That's a pretty easy one, right? So Absolutely. that's it.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much again for your time, George. I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing everything that you did today about your journey and how you've been able to go from fix and flips to wholesalings to Airbnbs and where you are today.
1: Absolutely. So I'll close out with, so if you're listening out there and you're thinking about getting into this game, it is an amazing time. to. Uh, I'll be honored to help you out, you know, and, uh, and help you get to your goals. So thank you so much for having me, Ali. Thank you so much.
0: And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate? We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonavestcapital.com fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal tax and real estate professionals for individualized advice.